it's that time again. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking to finally build a business that creates consistent cash flow, but you're concerned about all the market disruptions, relax. You found your safe haven to learn the secret to success. List, you last. Welcome to this week's podcast. Can you believe it's been 12 weeks since we started the If You List Your Last podcast? Hey, welcome fellow listing agents. Bob Mangold, the listing coach here. And I'm actually just stunned that it's been three months since we started this. Again, as always, I appreciate you downloading, listening, paying attention. And I'm really honored that hopefully you're taking the advice that I'm giving out there and going out and utilizing it. So this week, we're going to talk about something that I believe is really interesting. It's net listings. You don't hear many people talk about it very often. But this strategy can be really valuable when working with a seller that wants to negotiate commission with you, right? And now, a net listing can be a win for both parties if you have a system to ensure that you can create buyer competition for your listings. And it's really critical that you can drive the sales price up for the seller. See, our secret weapon is the Homeboss listing system. And I discussed Homeboss in episode two. So if you haven't listened to that one, you're going to want to make sure you go back and listen to that episode. Now, as always, join our Facebook Real Estate Asset Advisors group to share your thoughts, maybe your comments or your questions on really any of the discussions that I have on the podcast. And as always, I, I encourage you to join our biweekly Elevate Business Briefings every other Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Now, you can go to register for those at www.elevatebusinessbriefings.com. And yes, it's plural on the briefings. And don't forget, if you haven't read it yet, download a pre-release version of my book at if you list you last.com. So with that, let's get started. Now, last week, I had some questions from quite a few of my own agents and from Facebook on why I spend so much time talking about the mortgage side of the industry. So let me share my thoughts with you because I'm glad they brought it up because I think it's really critical. So first, a survey was done in mid-2023. I believe it was by Realtor.com, not 100% sure. But it showed that more than half of the buyers and sellers expect help from their agents on the financing process. Most importantly, a high percentage of them were actually disappointed or frustrated when all the agent could do was to refer them to a lender without being able to answer any questions. Now, I believe I had a, a unique advantage in the real estate business in that I started as a lender first. And I was able to have those conversations with people. So it was very natural for me. I just believe that if, again, in our environment, after these commission lawsuits, the, com the consumer is king. And if that's what they expect from us, don't you think we should offer that? When I try and look at these surveys, what I'm listening for is what do clients want? Because if you want to be paid well in really any business, you have to deliver what the client wants. And if more than half of them expect an agent to be able to at least have an intelligent conversation with them about financing, I believe we should know how to do it. Make sense? Second, interest rates are the number one reason that homeowners don't want to sell their property right now. So I believe an agent should be in a position to have that discussion with a potential seller and understand the math that's involved and well, how you could help people with that when they're concerned. Now, if you're interested in that, go back to episode 10. And then you'll understand how you can have that discussion with people and help do the math on being able to solve that if it's solvable, right? But 
in episode 10, I was able to take and share a, a live example of a, cons a customer and how they were able to take and buy a $200,000 more expensive home with double the interest rate, accumulate an extra $647,000 in equity over 20 years. And we were able to save them just short of $600 a month in cash flow. Or think of it this way we gave them a pay raise of almost $600 a month to do that. I believe you'd be well served as a listing agent to be able to have that discussion with people, right? Or maybe a senior citizen, uh, senior citizen reaches out to you to sell. Wouldn't it make sense that you had a basic understanding or reverse mortgage purchase loan? I think it will. And then finally, interest rates are the number one reason because of affordability. And so affordability is impacting what people are able to do. So interest rates affect that. I just believe an, an agent should understand what's going on in the market with interest rates. So they just don't say, oh, I don't have an idea. I could go to bankrate.com and look or whatever it is. See, I started as a lender. And again, I, I think it gave me a huge advantage. But I think that agents need to be plugged into what's going on in the mortgage market and at least understand what are happening on interest rates. Doesn't mean you can quote them. It doesn't mean I want you to quote them. Just think it would make sense that you understand that, right? Let's kind of review last week. Home sales came out and you go, why does that matter to me? Guess what? That news on home sales, existing home sales, but through the market off a bit crazy and trading was broken, is broken out of the pattern that has been in for the last three weeks, but not in a good way. Home sales last year in 2023 were 3.78 million. Folks, what you need to understand is that's the lowest number in 30 years. So if you're able to survive and, and thrive and even prosper in the 2023 market, just imagine what's going to happen when a normal market comes back in. And that's what really the education about now is to help you not just now when the market's tough, but to help you when the market's great, right? I always teach agents that they need to go from being a realtor to a resource. In understanding mortgage and how interest rates impact and what's going on in the market, I believe makes you a resource, not a realtor. Fair enough? So that's why I cover as much as I do on the mortgage side of it. Do I enjoy the mortgage business? Absolutely. Do I enjoy teaching it? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I just think it's critical that a realtor knows that. This week's topic, net listing. I'm not sure how many of you have even heard of a net listing because it's not a common practice. So let me give you an example of what it is, right? It's probably where we should start with that. So let's say that you have a house that you listed. I'm going to use these numbers because this actually happened last week. So we had a house that was listed or the seller was going to be happy to get a million dollars for it. He said, hey, if you get a million dollars, we're going to be thrilled. We ended up getting $1.15 million, $1,150,000. Was the seller ecstatic? He absolutely was. Now. This was not a net listing, but when I talked to one of my agents who was doing this and we were watching the process, the home boss process work through, he had said that, Hey, listen, this guy was giving me a lot of grief about commission on this property. And that's when I said to him, it's like, you should have taken this as a net listing. So again, my agent did not take this as a net listing. He's kicking himself that he did. So what that would have meant is we could have literally said to this guy, Hey, my fee is one and a half percent, let's say. And anything above a million dollars is mine. I'm so confident I could get more money for you that anything above a million and a half or a million is mine. In that scenario, folks, he would have gotten a $150,000 commission 
plus what is one and one and a half, another $15,000 on that, you would have got a $165,000 commission if he did it as a net listing. So does that mean that every client that you talk to, you offer a net listing? It absolutely does not. But what it does do is when you have a client who's like giving you a ton of resistance on commission, you could just bring it up and just say something like this. Hey, you know what? I'm willing to do it at 1% or 2% and anything above a million dollars, I keep it. Even if you got a million. And then I, well, the way that I would say this is, so if we sold it for a million fifty, I would get the $20,000 commission plus the $50,000. So my commission would be 70000 but I'm willing to do that. I'm going to take all the risk and all the burden of trying to get you the highest price possible. Now, I believe what you would see in that scenario is once that registered with people that like, oh my God, they, this guy could make that kind of money, that they would back away from it. So that's where I think it, it really becomes handy that you could have that discussion with them. Now, first, I, I guess, let me give you the disclosures. You need to check with your broker if they're even going to allow you to do that. And then you're going to make sure that you want to have the right language in place to make sure that your liabilities and things like that are covered. And probably most importantly, folks, that it clearly outlines how it works so that somebody can't come back to you later and go, oh no, I thought that $50,000 was mine. I didn't understand it was commission. So you and your broker are going to have to write that language up to do that. So again, check with them to be safe. But the worst case scenario is you could have that commission or you could have that conversation with people. Now, is that risky? Well, it is risky for the agent, no question. So a couple of things that I would tell you. Number one is you have to have a system in place to get higher prices, right? We literally watched this home boss listing go through. We started it out at $850,000 and we watched it go through. I think we were at a million dollars on Monday afternoon. So the seller was ecstatic on Monday afternoon, but we have these end on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. And it went from, again, I, I don't have these numbers memorized, so if I'm off a little bit, bear with me, but it doesn't matter. We ended up at $1.105 million. And we literally watched the offers come in and constantly go up and up. The seller was texting our, our agent going, oh my God, can you believe this? This is incredible. He was ecstatic. The truth is, even after the offer process online worked, we had five people in there that were submitting offers. And I think the highest offer to the, the fifth lowest, I think the difference was only like $25,000. So our agent went to all five of those agents and said, hey, my seller has asked me to go back to everybody and give everybody that the, the offers are so close together. I need the terms and conditions of your offer. Right? Do you need contingencies? Do you need help with closing costs? Whatever it might be. And they're going to give you one more bite at the apple to do it. And the highest offer came back at $1,150,000 cash. No contingencies, no nothing. Now, the funny thing is the way that our system works is everybody can see what everybody else is offering, right? So it's actually the person who had the third highest offer that came back in because we gave them one more bite at the apple to do it. So we remember this, folks, I, I hear this one a lot. It's, yeah, these people did this online. Remember, our legal responsibility is very simple. It's to the seller. Our job is to get them the highest possible price. 
And so we put that in place and we have a system to do that. Now we're totally upfront. We disclose how this works. So we're not hiding anything from anybody, right? That it could work. But folks, if you don't have a way to drive prices like that, then I would not risk it. Then don't do it. But it is a good conversation to have with people is like, hey, and here's another option. I could do it at a reduced commission of, let's say, one and a half or two, whatever you want to say, depending on the person. And anything above X price, we could do. But here's what I would tell you. Make sure that before you have that conversation, you lock in their price when they don't know why you're asking. So if I said to them, as Mr. and Mrs. Seller, what do you think the, what's the lowest you guys would go? And they could say in this scenario, let's say that it was 975. We would know that. We could go, what if we took and did a 2% listing at 975 and everything above 975 would be my commission? It's called a net listing. And then you'd have to explain it. What if you did that? Would they take it? I don't know. But here's the thing. It's, or we can just go ahead and my fee is 3% and anything above 975 is yours to keep. It's a pattern interrupt. It's, it's having a different conversation with somebody about a different process or a different way to talk to them where it throws them off balance. Because one of the things I can tell you folks is most agents, when they're talking commission, um, that's really where they get off their game. Instead of having some different options, it's one of the reasons that, that I created the home boss system. It's, hey, my fee is 3%. If another agent brings their a buyer, they're going to pay that in the form of a higher price. And it makes that an easy conversation for us to have. But the majority of agents are so defensive about their mission. It's like, okay, well, I could do it for 2%. It means you don't have a lot of value in yourself. And here's what I would tell you. If you keep in mind that the seller is the one or the homeowner is the one who has the problem, they need to sell a house. And like every other seller, folks, they want the highest possible net price. They want it done fast and they want you to eliminate the headaches, right? That's what they all want. But it's getting the high price that most agents struggle with. Cause really all most agents do, they put it in MLS and they hope and pray that it sells. And depending on location and condition and things like that, um, you're going to get the traffic that you're going to get. Now, this particular home was not in the greatest of conditions. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't in the greatest of conditions. But because of how we priced it to start, that's how we got all the traffic, right? We had right around 100 people into the open house. And of that, we ended up getting 31 different offers on the property because of how we did that. We could take more risk on doing a net listing than a traditional agent would take, right? And so let me have that conversation with you because I'll have agents say, well, well, Bob, I could price the house at $900,000 too. My answer is you could. Here's the question I have for you though. You don't get the traction that you wanted on it. You don't get the offers. And I come along as a 67-year-old male, which means I'm a senior citizen, which means I'm a protected class. And I say, hey, your house is listed at $900,000. Here's my offer for $900,000, cash, no contingencies, no nothing. And you say, no, I can't sell it for that. Well, here's the problem, folks. You put it in MLS that way. You didn't have any kind of language, disclosures, anything to protect the seller. Because now the seller would have to take and sell that to me at $900,000. Or I could sue them for fair housing violations. That's why I would caution you not to use it. 
if you don't think you can drive the price up because the price is going to be the driver of being able to do, to do a net listing. Now, we go, do I have to give them all? Do I have to collect all of the number over their asking price? No, you don't. You could have a modified net listing, right? Hey, my fee is 3% or let's say two and a half. And anything above, say, 975 or a million dollars, you and I would split 50 50. Or I would get 70 30. And, you know, I'd get 70, you'd get 30. There is no magic number. Any of that's possible. It only is de determined by what you're comfortable in doing and if they'd agree to it. So you don't have to do a all or nothing. Hey, everything above this, I keep it as my commission. You can modify it. And you can modify it to whatever it is that you'd want to earn in a commission. But think of it this way, guys. If let's say that our agent took this listing at 2% and he did a net listing where they split everything above the $1 million price, the math is easy. The seller would have gotten an extra $75,000 and the agent would have gotten an extra $75,000. And in my opinion, both, that's a win. The seller was just flummoxed that we were, we were able to sell it for as much as what we did. And he probably would still have been thrilled that my agent made the money that he did. It would have been a $95,000 commission if he would have done it that way. And so again, we didn't do it. So I want to give you the disclosure on that, that we didn't do it that way. But as I was talking to my agent, said I really just asked him, hey, have you ever considered doing these? Because it can be a very valuable tool and it could be very profitable for you. Now, the people I think that would be most reactive to that or positively react to that would be the people that are going to try and dicker with you on the commission. Would I do that on a house where, let's say, I thought it was worth a million dollars? Like my agent said, nine seventy-five, maybe a million would be a good price for it. But let's say that the seller said, "No, I want one point one million, and my agent didn't think that was even possible. Then I would never offer a net commission, right? So, two things: if the seller is ridiculous on the price that they're asking, or, or that they'd be happy with, then that is not an option. So it gives you flexibility in having these conversations. Will you do many of them? Probably not. But what I would tell you to do is let's say that you really did have to take it at a 2% commission. What if you just said, hey, the first $25,000 above your minimum price of, again, I'll just say a million, the first 25, I will take that as the remainder of my commission. So I have as much risk in this as you do, Mr. And Mrs. Seller. That would have been another 2.5%. That would have been a 4.5% listing, folks. So again, I, I always preached about being outside the box, thinking outside the box and doing things differently. The net listing would be certainly be different. And I can tell you, I have a, a good friend of mine in, in California that actually does a ton of net listings. He doesn't do the full net. He does more of what I just gave yours. Hey, the first 25000 above that price is mine. He has great success with it. Again, guys, this is a house that sold for $1.15 million. A 4.5% commission on that is what? Four, 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 call it 50000 bucks. That's a pretty good day because he has that conversation. Plus, it'll get you more listings where you're having these sellers try and negotiate commission with you. 
because now, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I'm a partner in this transaction with you. I make more money if I get you more money. Again, what I would tell you is that you need to make sure that you've got structure and systems in place to be able to be confident enough that you're going to be able to get that kind of price. Make sense? Now, it's just another tool in your toolbox. This isn't something that I would tell you you're going to go run right out and start taking a ton of net listings. Certainly possible, and you could do it. But you need to take and make sure that, number one, your broker is good with it. Number two, that your paperwork is completely clear, right? So if you're an agent in California, you can go through CAR, California Association of Realtors, and they have realtors there at our disposal to, to ask questions. Have your broker write up the, the listing language for it and then send it to the attorneys at CAR and let them look at it so that you know that it's very clear. And again, in a listing agreement, folks, a lot of times they just have them sign at the bottom. But in the additional language that you put into a listing agreement, you could have them initial it next to it. The main thing is you want to make sure that under no circumstance can somebody come back to you and say, oh, I didn't understand that. He tried to hoodwink me and take advantage of me. And I'm a 67-year-old man. He's taking advantage of senior citizens. This is so terrible. Get your ducks in a row, but don't be afraid of it just because I'm giving you these caveats and warnings. I'm just telling you to be diligent up front. But don't be afraid of it if it presents itself. And if you do or are listening to this and you're a home boss member, this is something you might be able to consider because, folks, very rarely do we not substantially exceed what the seller was hoping to get. And even if you just took a percentage of the additional revenue, it increases your income. So think of it this way. If let's say you added, I don't know, let's say an extra $15,000 per listing and you did 20 listings a year, well, that's an additional $300,000 over what you were earning on the commission from selling it. So don't be afraid of it. Practice it. I always encourage agents to role play and to practice the things that they're talking about. So don't be afraid to role play. Go to your broker, get the language filled out, make sure that you're compliant, and then go out and test it a little bit. Have the conversations, and especially with the people that are really trying to hammer you on commission, then do that. It's a pretty simple process. I wanted you to know about it. Again, I'm not telling you to go out and take every listing this way, but it is something that could be very valuable to you, especially if you're in a higher ticket market. It's a substantial pay raise for you getting that additional income on every single listing. Again, I'm just telling you, it's another tool in your toolbox. Go out and research it. Think it through. And if you have questions, again, just go into the Facebook group and ask those questions, and I'm happy to answer it. Or again, if you ever want to schedule a, a 15-minute session with me, you can go to brainstormwithbob.com and schedule a call. And like, I'm happy to share the thought process and maybe answer your questions around that stuff. So don't be afraid to do that either. But it just gives you another little tool in your tool belt, and it can pretty well shut down somebody who wants to get aggressive on commission and just Again, if let's say you have somebody really aggressive in the commission thing and you go, hey, if I sell your house for $1.1 million, then I'm going to get the 2% commission of my 20000 plus the extra 100000 So I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to put the, take on all the risk. Once you've said that as, hey, I take the extra $100,000, again, I would tell you 99% of the cases, they're like, hell no, I'm not going to do that. Like that, you'd get all that money. It's no, I'm not going to do that all right, we can do a 3% commission or I'm willing to do the 2% and take 
the first 50,000 over and above it. And I guarantee you this, folks, by the time you're done, you at least walk out with a 3% listing. Again, I hope that helps. Again, different outside the box. Absolutely. Anything you should be afraid of, as long as you disclose it properly, as long as they clearly understand it, as long as you have them sign a document that they said, hey, they clearly understand it. I would even draw out a couple of examples. Hey, if the home sells for a million and 50, then I would get 50. Don't be afraid to over disclose it and explain it and have them initial it because then they can't come back at you. But totally doable, totally legal, nothing wrong with it. So don't be afraid of it. So I hope that helps. And it should be a good tip for you to get out there and talk to some people and at least be able to take on work on your commission being higher where people want to negotiate it with it. And you might want to check out the home boss listing system and how that works because it'll give you a lot more flexibility to do this. With that, thanks again for listening. I hope this helps. I try and keep these down to 30 minutes or so, 30, 35 minutes so that it's easy listening and to get enough information. But again, just jump in the Facebook group, become a member, and then go in there and ask whatever questions you have or schedule a call with me, brainstormwithbob.com. And I'm happy to take and help and answer questions. So with that, folks, have an amazing week. And remember, if you list, you last. Talk to you next week.